0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Well, let's start with good news, shall we? The food-grade automated cricket processing facility expected, well, it is the largest in the world, is setting up shop and it is open. Well, almost. Uh, Back in 2020, The Aspire Company uh, said that they were going to uh, create a cricket processing facility in uh, London, Ontario, the London's Innovation Park. The Aspire Group, an edible insect company said uh, construction on the 12-acre parcel of land at Veterans Memorial Parkway and the 401 is set to begin next month. And it should be completed by the end of next year. Mm, Well, it's finally done. Uh, It opened at the end of last month, although it's not completely open. They're expected to be up and running by the fall. So those of you thinking that you're going to have, you know, those delicious crickets over the 4th of July from Aspire, no. Uh, More over the holidays. The end of year holidays if it opens up in the fall. Uh they're a protein rich superfood, and they contain fiber and already found in grocery stores and restaurants and have a smaller environmental footprint than traditional protein sources. It's <laughs> oh, great. Now they opened this facility and are opening this facility. It's going to create sixty whole jobs. <laughs> uh, it's just incredible to me, uh, it's unbelievable. So it's going to be fully operational in the fall and it's going to showcase, uh, first of a kind, newly developed technologies, an automated storage retrieval system, a new type of HVAC system, a 5G internet of things network, and an AI solution that's been recognized by UNESCO. So you didn't think you were going to be creating actual human jobs, did you? No no that's not happening however it's good news that we will have crickets for dinner over the holidays yum yum welcome welcome to chewing the fat hello to all of you listening to the program at an airport today (laughs) thank you for listening i appreciate it i hope that you're as comfortable as possible at the airport that you're stuck in. Uh, one industry exec described this past weekend as travel Armageddon. So airports this weekend, uh, I mean, over 5,000 flights were delayed or canceled on Sunday alone. 19,000 flights in the U S were canceled or delayed since Thursday. So there's plenty of people, uh, celebrating father's day uh in the airport uh happy oh yeah happy father's day those of you listening live today is the 20th of june 2022 and so yesterday was father's day i think we're looking at my 30 year anniversary of the tornado hitting my house on father's day yeah well the other house i don't live in that house anymore anyway uh for those of you stuck at the airport uh bless your heart i did get a I did get a, a text, no, a tweet from a listener who was asking me the best place, the best place to sleep at an airport, <laughs> well, at DFW to be exact, and I told him, uh, you know, the stories are that, uh, you know, Terminal 1 or A or whatever it is at uh, DFW is where the homeless stay, so you just need to find a place uh, close to to a restroom facility so you can wash up and and use, you know, the restroom as needed and you need to find an electrical outlet so that you can charge your devices and you need to have some sort of, you know, extra two or three chairs that come together without armrest so that you can lay down and get comfortable. (laughs) You're welcome, by the way. You're welcome. But I, I... so as part of Travel Armageddon, I see where Boy George got all butt hurt because uh, Victoria Beckham uh, made everybody wait to get off the plane, and he was pissed. He said, uh, well, I'm going to stop flying British Airwaves. Uh, they let Beckham off the plane first. Uh, boy George tweeted that he now knows it costs $6,000 to get off the plane before everyone else. Oh. Okay. So apparently he was on the same flight as Victoria Beckham. And he was pissed because uh, British Airways said, "Mm, everybody waits, Uh, Victoria's got to get off. And uh, so they left everyone in uh, first class waiting for Victoria to get off the plane. Apparently they've got this deal. Uh, They were all flying uh, back to London from the U.S. And uh, apparently they have this deal the Windsor Suite at Heathrow Airport offers an exclusive VIP service that includes private suites, Michelin Star dining, and being driven straight to and from the tarmac. According to the telegraph, the prices for that service begins at three thousand three hundred and fifty nine dollars. That's not the that's not the plane ticket either, I bet. So you're all right, it's costing six to ten thousand for that. Why not? I mean I guess that's cheaper than flying private. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean he doesn't like the Spice Girls anyway so he's pissed at Victoria and the whole group and so you know he's mad but now I guess he's okay now he's okay he said alright I'm back in love with American air- or British Airwaves and uh, Victoria was innocent and all of this and uh, so everything is okay now oh I thought you said you were not going to fly British Airways ever again Eh, Maybe they gave you a deal. Maybe they said, boy, boy, we're sorry, all right? We'll give you a a VIP treatment the next time you fly with us, okay? Oh, okay, everything's fine then. No worries. But for the rest of you sleeping at the airports, the thousands of you that are stuck at airports, uh, man, it is a tough time to fly these days. It's been a while since I've actually had to fly domestically and, uh, you know, on a regular flight. And, and I'm glad that I haven't had to do it, but I hear we talk about it all the time. And now the airlines are complaining that they have a pilot shortage. They have a, uh, uh, flight attendant, you know, sky waitress shortage. Uh, and they also, you know, they have plane shortages. Look, they've cut themselves back to so many flights. That's why they're all full and or overbooked. And so when something happens, say a flight in one city gets delayed, the domino effect is horrific. And that's what happens. And you're stuck at the airport forever. So, you know, just call. I hope you called home and said, hey, dad, we were going to be there uh, to celebrate Father's Day. But no, we're now stuck in Charlotte. What a drag. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or whatever city you're stuck in. I'm not picking on Charlotte, although I do remember a time being stuck in Charlotte, and while it was, you know, okay, uh, you know, I lived with it. It was a long time ago. I would be really, really pissed in today's world. Poof. Oh, and I could, and I've got the Phoenix story to tell you, and it's just, you know, I've talked, I've talked about that before, where you know, thanks to my wife, I wasn't thrown in jail, but I could have been, and I was so angry at the flight attendant the uh, gatekeeper closing the door in my face oh man I'm i'm still really angry and i can see her although i don't know her name and i should have looked at that name tag but i was so angry i was blind with anger and i'm sure many of you are in that same boat today if you're listening if you're still at the airport uh you know on behalf of the airlines um Well, I'm not going to apologize on behalf of the airlines, although they should be apologizing and giving, uh, giving you whatever you need. And I know our transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg has said that the U S government has the power to force airlines to hire more workers. Really? Really? Well, let's just say that you do have that power. Who are they going to hire? Do you think that the airlines aren't looking to hire new people? Maybe the homeless people sleeping in Terminal A at DFW are looking for a gig. And you can say, hey, how would you like to be a Sky Waitress? All you got to do is, I don't know, get educated at the job, uh, take a shower. <laughs> I mean, that's all you got to do, though. And It's all you have to do. Who's to whom are these jobs going to? You force them to hire people. Just... That's right, Pete. That's what we're going to do. Good times. Good times is what we're in. Tell you that good times, you know, well, maybe you don't know, uh, free email services like Gmail and Yahoo. Aren't really free. You pay with your privacy. In fact, internet giants, like, uh, I don't know, big tech, they bank on exploiting your data by selling it to the highest bidder. Your business plan. Google has it. Your medical records. Yahoo can sell it to the drug companies. I mean, when you delete an email, whoever your email provider is, you want it to be deleted. Not so fast, but with Startmail, uh, you can start to feel safe again. Amazing. That's why I use Mail. Makes me feel safe again. Startmail keeps my email private, period. Every email can be encrypted, even if the recipient doesn't use encryption. When you delete an email in Start Mail, it's gone uh, forever. And Start Mail uses their own servers, not Amazon's, which means they can't be put out of business. You know, like Parler and a few other companies. Switching to Start Mail is seamless as well. You can easily transfer all your current email data, so there's no starting from scratch. Start Mail. Is also backed by the most stringent privacy laws in the world. You get unlimited anonymous aliases. This feature protects your main email address from spam and phishing attacks. So when you're giving your email to a company but want to protect your identity, Startmail can generate a shareable alias email so people can't sell your information. And they can be deleted at any time. Your cybersecurity has never been more at risk. Email snoops and scammers are taking advantage of the pandemic as phishing has skyrocketed in the last year. Take control of your privacy with Start Mail before it's too late. Start securing your email privacy with Start Mail. Sign up today. You're going to get 50 percent off your first year. Go to startmail.com/jeffy. That's startmail with a T, S-T-A-R-T mail.com/slash. Jeffy, J-E-F-F-Y, hello, for 50% off your first year. Startmail.com slash Jeffy. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh, man. Mm. And I will say, this ice-cold Coca-Cola Zero is freaking good and i only say i only remind you that it's a coca-cola zero today because i read from at fact over the weekend that coca-cola says only two people alive know the coca-cola recipe and they aren't allowed to travel on the same plane in case it crashes i would like to apply to be the designated survivor with the coca-cola recipe (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just email me ChewingTheFatAtTheBlaze.com or you know direct message me on Twitter at JeffyJFR or Instagram or Facebook Jeff Fisher Radio. That's fine. I'd like to be the designated Coca-Cola recipe guy. I think that's the official title. So tomorrow is a big day. Tomorrow is a big day. It is the well, it's the first day of summer, the longest day of the year. And it's also nude hiking day. So I'm thinking about maybe joining in the celebration of nude hiking day. And I've just got to try to find a, you know, find a place to, to do it. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of places that really, you know, frown upon people walking around naked. And I, you know, what like I'm say, I'm not walking around, I'm hiking. So it's a big difference, I guess, right? Yeah, of course it is. Plus it's the longest day of the year. Oh, man. I mean, so that's some serious time uh, time hiking. Plus, on top of that, with all this, I mean, the heat and the bugs, you're going to need to remember, you know, some bug repellent, uh, maybe some sunscreen. <laughs> you might need some sunscreen on some places that uh, don't normally have sunscreen applied to them. I, you know, that's up to you, though, if you want to participate in Naked Hiking Day. Uh, so, you know, hike naked. I guess it's hashtag hike naked or naked hiking day. But if you're out and about, uh, be sure to tag me in your, your naked hiking because, uh, well, you know, I just want to see where you are participating in this year's hashtag naked hiking day. I see where Heinz Ketchup has uh, done their Art of the Burger contest again. Uh, as you know, I'm a Hines Ketchup police officer, and uh, their art of the burger contest has returned. Although I'm a little, uh, a little disappointed. Okay, so if you win it, you get twenty five thousand uh, dollars. That's pretty good. Uh, pretty, that's a fair prize, right? But and and you may end up being on their burger five menus. Although they say that uh, they, you know, they say, well, if we have to change your Uh, You know, your creation, we can. But they also, they have only 50 runners-up. And those runners-ups, you don't even win any cash. You just get some burger merchandise, some Heinz Art. I'm sorry, they call it Bespoke Heinz Art of the Burger merch. That doesn't sound, I mean, that sounds a little cheap. I mean, why not, you know, you got to, come on. uh, 50 runners-up? Who's going to get a t-shirt? Stop it. And they can win a little bit of bucks. But uh, remember, the burger must include uh, at least one of the sauces. They must have uh, buns or bun-like enclosures. Uh, Must include a patty. Uh, Burger must be eaten with hands. Uh, I guess it could be a cricket burger. The burger must stand on its own. The burger must be edible. The submission must be your original work. La, la, la. content created is that to be yours. And, and of course, you're not to disparage the sponsor or any other person or party. Okay, <laughs> got it? All right. And you must not uh, contain material that's inappropriate, offensive, indecent, obscene, sexually explicit, torturous, defamatory, slanderous, or librarious. And you must not make references that include alcohol, illegal drugs, tobacco, firearms, or weapons, any activities that appear to be dangerous, or any political agenda. Plus, you're not to contain material that promotes bigotry, racism, hatred, or harm against any group or individual, or promotes discrimination based on race, gender, religion, nationality, disability, sexual orientation, or age. And it must not contain material that is unlawful, In violation of or contrary to the laws or regulations in any state where the submission is created you get to have five five submissions and then after that uh, you get deleted have a nice day although I mean the first five count but I think I mean it says you only get to have five but if on the sixth one you go oh that's the one I really want to do do I do I get to delete one of the first five I don't think so I think you get five and then that's it okay so during the contest period, you take the following actions. You need to tweet, post a photo that displays your original burger creation that features your full burger masterpiece. Include the hashtags contest and Heinz art burger, uh, also submission and optionally provide a short description of the photo, 50 words or fewer and a name for your burger, not to exceed 10 words within the original Instagram caption and post presentation is key. So make sure you capture your burgers essence up close and in focus. Your photo, of the sauce should be central to the burger's theme. Your account settings must remain public during the contest period until the prizes are awarded. Uh, you must not change your Instagram or Twitter handle during the contest period and uh, until the prizes are awarded. But it doesn't say. It says you get five, five entries, but it doesn't say if I can delete one. <laughs> No, I don't want that one. I I, I know I submitted that one, but take it back. Take it back, okay? I know this is my sixth one and you can cut me off, but take the fifth one back so I still only have five. All right, one of my five is submitted. That's the way it goes. I'm sure that they will tell you, oh, no, take a hike. There are categories that you can enter. The minimalist, the uh, classical, the maximalist, (laughs) the sculptural, and The Experimental. I was looking at their gallery at, uh, you know, artoftheburger.hines.com and uh, some of them look like, oh, no, thank you. Have a nice day. (laughs) But okay, that's The Art of the Burger though, isn't it? So good luck. And if you're the champion and win the $25,000 on one of your five entries, uh, good for you, good for you. And if you're one of the 50 runner-ups and get that great t-shirt from Heinz, congratulations to you maybe you can put it on after you're done naked hiking you know next year because you've got it until july 12th to enter and then the winner is going to be announced i guess in september and i also see okay so it's not just a t-shirt it is a heinz art of the burger kit worth about 125 bucks that you get as the you know that you get as one of the loser prizes, and I see that you get the twenty-five thousand plus. The company is going to give you another seven thousand five hundred dollars for they're calling a tax gross-up payment. So you're going to end up getting thirty-two-five. Oh, you still have to pay, you know, all the taxes on that. So anyway, good luck. God bless. <laughs> Did you see Lightyear this weekend? Yeah, a lot of people didn't. Sorry. Ooh. Uh, it opened in 4,255 locations domestically and hit 43 markets overseas. Uh, 13 nations uh, from the Muslim world and the Palestinian territory said, eh, no, we're not going to air your movie here. And they were pissed because of the brief kiss between a lesbian couple. So, I mean, that's that's the angle that I guess we're taking. That, uh, you know, it's the because of the lesbian kiss. I would almost argue that it's because Tim Allen is not Buzz Lightyear. But what do I know? Jurassic World Dominion uh, was number one over the weekend. It has earned $622.2 million worldwide, with $259.2 million of that coming from the United States and Canadian theaters. Seventh movie released during the pandemic to surva- surpass $600 million. Top Gun, uh, fourth weekend, came in uh, with $44 million to take third place. Because uh, Lightyear came in second with like $51 million or something like that. So congratulations to them. Uh, the, the theaters are happy. They're saying that uh, we've got three movies this weekend that made over $40 million. Uh, We haven't seen this in a while. We have a summer movie season here. Yay! So Jurassic World 58.7, Lightyear 51, and Top Gun 44 are the top three. I loved the uh, the excuses, though, that uh, the family audience has proved a little more reluctant uh, than other segments to return to movie theaters. Uh, many studi- studios, including Disney and Pixar, have opted for streaming or hybrid releases for their animated titles since the beginning of the pandemic, and the company has sent its Pixar titles uh, directly to Disney+, Plus for f- free to subscribers, other big animated titles... Uh, uh, got hybrid releases, so there's been a little bit of confusion about whether it's just in theaters. Is that it? Is that was just a little bit of confusion. Yeah, it was a little bit of confusion whether the parents wanted to have their kids, you know, be submitted to uh, you know, Buzz and the Lesbian Love Affair during the Buzz Lightyear movie. But, you know, whatever. Whatever makes you happy. If you want to use that you know, if you can sleep better at night telling yourself that, fine. No problem. I personally think it had more to do with uh Uh, the Buzz Lightyear not being Tim Allen. Buzz Lightyear not being Buzz Lightyear. Right? Lightyear (laughs) wasn't Lightyear. That's my review. So I see where TV Guide has posted their 100 best shows on TV right now. And Yellowstone is number 27. Yellowstone is 27th out of the 100. We're going to break down this list. I'm going to have to probably break this down tomorrow because I started scrolling through it and I'm like, ooh, no, I don't necessarily agree with that. Plus, I don't know if um, if they mention Dark Winds which just started. There's a couple episodes of that up on AMC plus uh, on AMC and AMC plus, uh, the old man uh, on, uh, stars, I think, or maybe FX, but, uh, really good, really good with Jeff Bridges and uh, John Lithgow. Uh, so I'm going to have to break down this list and then add to it probably and take away some, uh, maybe I should start doing, you know, the chewing the fat list and we'll just you know, post that on, uh, Jeffy JFR and what I might just do that. And we'll just have to break down that list on tomorrow's podcast. So look for that. I see where, uh, Amber Heard, the headline is broke. Amber Heard spotted shopping at TJ Maxx in the Hamptons. Please stop it. Uh, first of all, uh, she's still in the Hamptons. Okay. Call me like I tweeted when she's in Newark, when, when Amber is spotted at the TJ Maxx in Newark, in downtown Newark. What's wrong with Newark? Have you been there? Uh, <laughs> it's not the Hamptons. We'll just leave it at that, okay? Um, I like Newark better than the Hamptons. Okay, good for you. And one picture of her that has her uh, shopping at uh, TJ Maxx. She almost looks like she's shoplifting. <laughs> The way she's walking and she's got that kind of look on her face and people are snapping pictures I don't know it just seemed like a you know we're catching somebody shoplifting that's the way the photo looked <laughs> but uh i you know Amber is out uh, at least trying to get a little bit of her life back. I didn't break down any of her interview on ABC last week because it's just I've had enough of her, you know, and she's just agonizing I will. Sometime this week we'll get into Amber Heard. I've got a, I've got so, I've got one block of stories on uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard and I just haven't gotten them because I just man the miniseries that was that trial is it took a lot out of me. <laughs> it took a lot out of me like, okay enough, I guess got to take a little break from uh, Johnny and Amber. And that's what Depp did. I mean, he went off and started doing concerts with Beck and, uh, Jeff Beck, and uh, just got away, right? He's not talking about it. He hasn't done any interviews. He's just being himself. And Amber, you know, had to do her make good interview. And, you know, now she's still in the Hamptons, but she's shoplifting at TJ Maxx. I mean, shopping at TJ Maxx. So, you know, just seems a little... A little weird. I also see maybe she's working at uh, the TJ Maxx. You know, you know, who knows? She might need a little extra cash. Or she's getting some ideas for her clothing line inside Meta. Uh, I know that uh, they have an avatar fashion store now. They're going to sell virtual clothes for real money inside uh, the Meta world. I love this idea. I want to do a morning show on the strip of downtown Meta City. Uh, absolutely, you haven't even been inside Meta. You don't even know what you're talking about. I know, but I want to. You know, I want to do a show on uh, the main sh- drag inside Meta. I could sell my own stuff. A met spokesperson said they would be priced between $2.99 and $8.99. Obviously, uh, you know less than the real outfits, uh, but they've got uh, Pradas selling uh, leather bags and uh, ostrich bags. They've got all these brands uh, going to sell stuff in meta to, you know, so you can dress up your avatars the way you want. That's, you know, so you could be in your underwear at home, but you're wearing Prada. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting. And then I see a post this weekend that uh, had, and I was like, why is that trending? Relentlessly gay. Uh, was trending this weekend on Twitter. And I thought, why is that trending? And once again, making the rounds, the letter of Dear Resident of this address on Kenwood Avenue, your yard is becoming relentlessly gay. Myself and others in the neighborhood ask that you tone it down. This is a Christian area and there are children. Keep it up and I will be forced to call the police on you. Your kind need to have respect for God. God a concerned homeowner. Now, I read that, and I thought, there's no way that that's real. I'm sorry, there's no way that's real. And it's making the rounds again. This started way back in 2015, taken by a Baltimore County woman who claimed that her neighbor complained her yard was becoming relentlessly gay and it makes the rounds. It's made the rounds uh, a couple years later in 2018, and now it may have even made the rounds again in 2019 or so, and it's making the rounds again. And it's just, it's not real. She created a GoFundMe campaign after saying she received the note from a neighbor, and then she's ultimately returned the $43,000 that she raised uh, there were a few questions about the letter's authenticity and, you know, taxes and an overabundance of resources. Uh-huh. So, it wasn't true. Uh, she has all the money she needs and they were going to make her pay taxes and it probably bumped her an extra 43000 into a new tax bracket. So, you know what? I'll just drop the whole thing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> she decorated her yard with a rainbow colored lawn ornament. And I'm sure that, uh, you know, she's looking away to try to make some money. And it started the firestorm that, uh, she decided, well, you know, I probably need to not, you know what? Just, I'm just going to pull it. Don't worry about it here. Go fund me. Give everybody their money back. Uh, I'm not going to have to answer questions about the letters authenticity because I mean, we all know that it's not real. Right. She didn't say that, but when they're, you know, I I wasn't the only one. And this is back in 2015 when people were like, uh, you, you know, that doesn't seem like someone would actually do that and not sign it, uh, the concerned homeowner and the actual address. Oh, okay. Then it's, it's real. Then we all believe it and sure the hatred, the hatred of people. And that's why they hate gay people because they're relentlessly gay. Okay. Right. But if you live in Calgary, uh, the city of Calgary, by the way, in the province of Alberta, uh, you may have been given a, a piece of paper with a police officer right there that is are forcing you for jury duty. Like right now, you're leaving with us. There's a picture of a letter, Court of Queens Bench of Alberta summons. You are directed to immediately attend to the courthouse, Calgary Court Center in the city of Calgary in the province of Alberta, for jury selection in the case of Her Majesty the Queen and uh, R. versus Hansra. Oh, okay. For this purpose, any peace officer is entitled to require you to accompany him or her to Calgary Court Center, the address, uh, Alberta, for said purpose. Dated at the city of Calgary in the province of Alberta on June sixteenth. So apparently, uh, the sitting judge in any of these cases may he or she may send out the sheriffs to go round up people for jury duty <laughs> under the special provision, the roundup provision. I'm a huge fan of provisions, and man, the roundup provision is probably one of my favorites. Uh, you can tell the judge uh, when you get to the court. I mean, if you're there at lunch, they went to this mall and uh, people were, you know, walking around the mall and eating lunch at the mall. And they were like, oh, no, uh, you're on break. Yeah, you're going to, you have to go to court right now. Uh, You can come to the courthouse uh, with us voluntarily or in cuffs. (laughs) Oh, uh, I guess I'll come then. Uh, You know, no problem. So uh, they were just giving people the flyers in the mall. They were on break and they were saying, yep, here you go. Take care. You're coming with us no matter what. I love the line, you can come with us uh, voluntarily or in cuffs. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I would be interested to see if they did cuff anyone because you'd want to say, you know, you just picked me out of the crowd uh, I'm, in, I'm in the middle of eating my lunch and I've got to go back to work. Not now you don't, my friend. Not now. Okay, we have quite a list today on who died today. Who died today. I'll start with uh, Billy Kamitz, uh, voice actor, passed away at 35 years of age. He was a big-time anime voice actor, really good, Uh, very sad. He got uh, cancer, and I watched a post from him. Um, I don't know, a while ago, a month and a half ago, maybe two months, something like that. Maybe not even that long ago, really. And he was talking about how he was moving back to Pennsylvania with his family and he was fighting and he was taking treatments and things were going good. And he was, uh, you know, doing everything he could to beat the colon cancer. And, uh, then, uh, no, uh, no, (laughs) no, very sad. Uh, Billy Camant's dead at 35. Then we have two two actors from the Netflix series The Chosen One were killed in an automobile accident uh they were and they were with other crew members they were in a van i guess going back to the airport or going back to where they were going to you know get out of there they had uh, done they were done filming and they were down in uh, Mexico and they were you know i don't know what caused the accident but they flipped the van off the desert road and uh, to these two actors, uh, Ramundo Garduña Cruz and Juan Francisco Gonzalez Aguilar, you may know him as Paco Mufote. Uh, he they're both dead from the crash. The other members of the crew in the van were injured but uh, you know in stable condition. Very sad. Uh, no news on what caused the accident. I'm not really sure what they're going to do with the show. I mean, everything is completely shut down now. Uh, Maybe they, you know, that's maybe they put the chosen one out. I mean, I think they were probably almost, well, maybe they weren't 100% done filming, but they were probably pretty close. So we'll see what happens with that series. Uh, Then we have the actor Tyler Sanders, 18 years of age. Uh, he was been in all kinds of shows. I mean, he's been, he was in 911 uh, Lone Star and, uh, fear of the walking dead and, uh, magic, uh, mystery city. And he was, uh, he just posted uh, not long ago on his Instagram about, you know, styling and was wearing a suit and he was in Colorado. Um, uh, so, and there's no news on what caused his death caused his untimely death at the age of 18 years of age there's only a couple things that uh could have caused his death right you've got uh you know an overdose of drugs you have a suicide or you have uh you know sudden adult death syndrome that apparently has been going on for quite some time but there's no connection to the vaccine at all uh there have been people sudden adult death syndrome sads uh going on forever according to the last story that i read so i don't even know why i brought that up so it couldn't have been sads so it's either a drug overdose or suicide right of this young kid who had a you know huge promising career he's been working uh, and, and acting in all these shows and really starting to make a name for himself. Tyler Sanders, dead at the age of 18. Very, very sad. And then we have, uh, well, this is probably uh, the saddest story uh, in the Who Died Today segment. Uh, hundreds of dead penguins are washing up on the New Zealand beaches. I know. They're the mass die-offs of little blue penguins. They're the world's smallest penguin species. And they're washing up on the shore. Now, They're maybe it's because they can't fly. <laughs> so, if there's a problem, maybe they should learn to fly. I don't know. You know they can't, they're the flightless birds. I got it. Okay. Still sad. I'm sorry. They've been washing up dead on the beaches. And these frequent mass die-offs are because of changing climate patterns. These hundreds of lifeless birds have been found in northern New Zealand since May. And the exact number is, well, it's difficult to determine because reports are still coming in. But they were tested for diseases and biotoxins. They appeared to have died from starvation. All the birds were at least half the normal weight. They had no fat on them and all their muscle tissue had wasted away. Now, as you get deeper into the story, It talks, we're still blaming it on climate change, by the way. As You get deeper into the story, we find out that, oh, it's not unusual for seabirds to die off in large numbers because of severe weather, but mass deaths among little blue penguins, which used to take place once a decade. Oh, so it does take place. It did, but it was like once a decade. Now it's happened three times in six years. So we're starting to blame it on climate change. Okay. I guess they're saying that it's probably because of La uh, the climate pattern. So what they're saying is the... <laughs> so because of the heat wave, it's a double whammy for the penguins. So uh, it's a rare occurrence for this to happen. But so what they're thinking is that the because the water is warmer toward the top, the fish that they feed on moved lower. So the penguins can't dive that far. <laughs> so... They can't get down to the food that they eat, and they're starving to death. Very sad. I mean, I can still, in my head, I can see the little fish down in the cold water looking up at the little penguins going, na-na-na-na-na-boo-boo, you can't eat me. So, I mean, it's possible that, uh, you know, it will change, and this is just a fluctuating cycle of the planet. Huh. However, uh, that won't be the narrative on this. So, you can count on that. Uh, You know, climate change means that we're losing uh, all kinds of animals and we must act and do something immediately. I mean, when we have little blue penguins that no longer exist, something is wrong with the planet, right? Right. Although it does happen that they all, a bunch of them die, uh, you know, about every 10 years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, now it's been, you know, a couple of times, okay, three in the last six years. So, I mean, it could be just a regular kind of thing on the planet, right? No, no, it couldn't be. No, no, it's, uh, it's all, it's climate change in La Nina and we need to do something now. All right, whatever. Uh, but it's sad that the little blue penguins are washing up on the shore. That's for sure. I mean, I don't want to see hundreds of these little penguins washing up on the shore. However, let me say this. Uh, Are there not animals that walk along the beach that eat the dead penguins as they wash up on shore? So it is kind of Mother Nature doing her thing, right? I think so. And I'll leave you with this. I got an email uh, referring to the story I did on... uh, Uh, Last week, I think it was on Friday, last week, about uh, Kim and Pete looking at the $225 million uh, home in uh, in California, Michael Eisner's uh, place. And I was saying that it would be nice to be able to afford that. And, uh, you know, there's there's not a chance in the world that I could come close to affording a $225 million home, but it would be sweet to be able to. There's no doubt about that. We can all have goals. I will never attain that goal, but uh, even if you win the lottery, you know you win the lottery, three hundred and sixty million or whatever, you take home, you know, a couple hundred million. You're not buying that place. You still, I mean, the upkeep on that has got to be what at least at least a hundred thousand a month, and probably more, way more than that. So anyway, I'm not getting it. But according to Dominic, who emailed uh, chewing the fat at theblaze.com, he's telling me to think big. All right, don't get so down. He's telling me I could should be able to do it. Jeff, it's no problem to afford a $225 million home. Just 10% down, that's a measly $22.5 million. Monthly payments of $1.2 million at 6% for 30 years. And there's no way Kim and Pete will be together for 30 years. Think big. I love it. That's what I think that's the motto of today's show. (laughs) <laughs> I only need 22.5 million for a down payment and 1.2 million a month for mortgage payments. That's not counting upkeep. remember that 1.2 million is just the mortgage for 30 years. Uh, so I you know what your thanks Dominic. I appreciate it. I appreciate the, the warm thoughts on you thinking of me and and making me you know have that positive mental attitude. think big. Normally, that's kind of like fat guy thought, uh, you know, thinking big. And that's what I've talked about thinking big about on airplanes and on trains where you sit down and you just have to think big so people don't sit next to you, right? You You don't have to man spread or anything like that. You just have to sit down and think big. So when people look at that area it's already too full you gotta think big i mean that's what i gotta do here it's just a different way of thinking big so that's uh, that's it i'm sorry i'll just i'll let you go <laughs> thanks for listening to chewing the fat and always think big <laughs>